Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It is podcast time once again with Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler and my friend Joel, Joel Brzezinski with me. And we're glad that you're with us too, as is always the case. We know life gets busy. 14 minutes or so a week with us is just what the doctor ordered, right, Joel? <laughs> That's right. I can tell you, life does get very busy, but there's something to be said about listening to, or a lot of people like to read, or whatever, words of life. You know, words that will refresh you, words that'll lift you up, because that's what we need to do with each other in the body of Christ. Build one another up and help one another along in this journey of grace. So uh, hopefully this 14-minute podcast will be at least one source for you in that. I hope that you realize this is a place, maybe you're a new listener, maybe you found out about us, you're, you were searching online, or somebody told you about the podcast. We have hundreds of them. We've been doing this for over eight years now, and we were just talking before we came on that we could probably go back maybe even several years there might be some things that we would say differently today than what we said then. Nothing real drastic, I don't think. Our, our theme has stayed pretty much the same. We kept the arrow pointing in, in the same direction and, and focused on our identity in Christ through his grace and mercy, the good news of the gospel. I mean, the theme has stayed the same. But, there, you know, we, we've grown. That, that's the name of the program, right? Growing in grace. And we've grown in our understanding as time goes on and we talk some things out. And uh, so when you come here, we, we hope that this will be some enlightenment for you, maybe give you some food for thought. But one thing you should always get when you come to this place, to, to our little corner uh, of the world here on our podcast, is a place where you will hear good news because th that's what the gospel is. And if you're not hearing good news, then it's probably some other type of thing than the, than the real gospel. It might have some religion mixed in or some law legalistic stuff, or it could be something in, entirely different. I'm thinking back, Joel, to uh, I think it was the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and and asked him a question about uh, eternal life, getting to heaven or whatever. After Jesus answered him, he walked away very sad. So what Jesus was giving him at that time was not the gospel. It was actually he, he answered him with the law that we are no longer under as, as believers. So whenever you're coming here, it's got to be good news. You should never walk out of church feeling worse than when you walked in. Yeah, exactly, because, I mean, a lot of people do feel really bad about themselves because of what's often preached as or portrayed as the gospel, but that isn't really the gospel. You know, the gospel really essentially is that God loves you exactly as you are, and he came and saved you exactly as you are, and he made you into a new creation that's not based upon what you do or, or what you don't do. So, so I mean, even, even when you are at your very worst. And of course, nobody wants to encourage you to remain at your very worst, but even when you are at your very worst, God loves you and accepts you, and it's all through Christ. It's all what has been accomplished through the cross of Jesus Christ. And so when the focus, you know, if, if you're going into a church service or into counseling of some sort, and the focus is completely on you, 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 and your performance, your performance, what you do, what you do, and Christ is never brought up, 
then you're going you're gonna to leave feeling worse about yourself, and that's not the gospel. You know, that's what we're trying to say is that we want you to be able to experience the good news of, of God's love for you, and that's really what we're here to try to do. Yeah, and you're kind of leading into what we wanted to talk about today when it comes to performance. Sometimes we, we hear phrases like behavior modification, and you just said it, Joel, that, that's not the gospel. So let's talk about that, because a question that might often get asked by a, a believer, especially somebody new to the good news, they, they might ask a question like, if, if this grace stuff is really true, if God loves me, accepts me for who I am in Christ, apart from what I do, uh, if there's nothing that I can do to make him love me more, nothing I can do to make him love me less, if he has really forgiven me of all my sins, everything, past, present, and future, and I have no condemnation, then why don't I hear more of this kind of stuff being taught in, in church today? So we're going to try to address some of that. Yeah, because if you go back through uh, the history of the church, and I'm not really huge on knowing the entire history of the church, but I hear bits and pieces now and then, but somehow along the way... The focus in the church today has become behavior. It's become performance. It's become the idea that you become a Christian and then you're expected to perform or behave a certain way, either uh, in order to please God, or in some cases people say it's because you need to perform a certain way to maintain your salvation. you got to do the right things to, to keep in right standing with God. And so we get saved by grace through faith, we tell people that nothing nothing that you do, you're saved through nothing that you've done. You not your performance. It's all through what Christ has done. But then once you're saved, then all of a sudden it becomes, well, you need <laughs> you need to perform. You need to start acting right and make sure that you're doing everything right in order to maintain this thing. And so the focus it gets off of what Jesus did and it gets on to what we do. Now there's nothing wrong with encouraging and exhorting one another in good deeds and in good behavior. Nothing wrong with that, but when the focus gets off of Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, who himself is the one who lives in us and is performing these things through us, rather than us struggling and striving to perform these things for him, when the focus gets off of Christ and onto us, again, it's not the gospel, and we lose. A lot of people from the church are leaving the church, because there's so much of this focus on performance that people just can't take it. Yeah. As we've, we were talking about growing in grace over the years, growing in our understanding of the gospel, I think one thing that recently has amazed me, I've always known this to an extent, but I see it more and more. When you're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news that you and I have been talking about for all these years, Joel, on these podcasts, when you start talking about radical grace like this, and that the gospel is based on the finished work of Christ and not our work, people get a little nervous about it in the church world. Religious folks, I, I'm telling you, and this, this, this is what blows my mind, most of the criticism that you and I would receive is coming from religious people. Mm -hmm. We're not getting it from the, you know, the sinners. <laughs> we're, we're not getting it from those who, who don't even claim to be Christians. They actually seem rather interested in the message. But, boy, you, you get a lot of resistance from the religious world out there. It's amazing to me. Yeah, and I think that's the way it was with Paul, too, and, and the apostles back in the early church when they were spreading this message, because they were spreading a message to people, Jews in particular, who had been under the law and under you know a very 
strict morality-based religion for years and years and years, you know, thousands of years, and suddenly they were coming along saying that those things can't save you. Those things are worthless when it comes to our right standing with God. It's got to be the free gift. And a lot of people, the religious crowd, was coming up against them. (laughs) And, And they were the ones that were coming down so hard on the gospel. Today, we find the same thing when we're preaching grace, when we're trying to help people to understand that grace is the very thing, you know, that teaches us about righteousness and godliness. Grace is the thing that does that. And when we when we go off into performance-based Christianity, that's going back under the law, and those things actually stir up more of the uh, the sinful behaviors that we're trying to get rid of. And when we teach that and share that with people, they come up against us because they think that we're preaching immorality. They think that we're saying that people should just go out and live uh, totally wild and crazy and ungodly lives, when really that's not what grace does. Grace does not have that effect on people when it's real, true grace. In fact, the Bible really teaches that the opposite is true. It, It isn't grace that would cause people to run wild and do all the wrong things. It's the law. It's legalism. It's the rules. Now, we as Gentiles were never under that to begin with, but of course, it's, it's become a part of our religious lives. Let's keep in mind, you know, Paul was referring, to, and when he was writing to people in, in his epistles in the New Testament, many times he was writing to people who had been under the law. And he was communicating to them that in Christ now, this is something you've been freed from because it brought bondage and death and condemnation. It, it enticed people to sin. Where the law was, sin abounded. And so it's actually the law, and I know this is almost the opposite of what many have been taught in the church world. It's, 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 it's amazing, but it's the law and the commandments that will actually entice people to sin and run wild. It's not grace. But you go into church today, and I'm not just here slamming the church. I'm just right. talking about religion in general. So don't, you know, don't dice me up here too bad. But when you, when you hear the, the typical message in, in the religious world today, it's going to be more like, well, you've got to watch that grace stuff because if you get too much of it, it, it needs to be tempered with some or balanced with some sort of rule uh, or some sort of uh, you know, commandment and law to keep people in check. And that just isn't what the Scripture teaches. It's the opposite of that. Romans 6.14, which I hate plucking out just one verse out of Romans, but give me a second here. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law. You're under grace. So, again, sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Because you're not under law, but you're under grace. So, if you were under law, sin would have dominion over you. Right, exactly. And, and the thing is that in the church today, some churches do bring the law into it. I like what you said there, Cap, because us as Gentiles, which is probably most people in the church today, although, of course, there are real natural-born Jews, or there are people who were born Jews who are in the church now today. But for the most part, Gentiles are in the church, and we never even had the law, and yet the church today is bringing the law into Christianity when it was, it was the end of the law, when Christ came, that was the end of the law. And so, but the thing is, whether a person is teaching the law as it is, or in the church today, what we get is like a to-do list every week, or a whole bunch of principles that Christians are supposed to work on for that week. They're supposed to try harder to do this, that, or something else. They're supposed to do more, and the whole point of the sermon is to try to fix people. 
to try to get people fixed and to act right. And that has the same effect as the law did, really, when it comes down to it, because all it really is is what Romans 2, I think, would call a law unto themselves. It'd be just like the law, except it's not using the exact commandments. And what it does, even though we're trying to get people to live right, what it does is that it causes people to do exactly the opposite and to give up and to just say, I just can't do this. And hopefully, and when it comes down to it, if that is a person's response, I just can't do that. I just can't do this. That's probably a good place to be. Yeah, there's a great quote from Charles Spurgeon that we just heard. Uh, when I thought God was hard, I found it easy to sin. But when I found God so kind, so good, so overflowing with compassion, I beat my breast to think I could ever have rebelled against one who loved me, uh, who loved me so and sought my good. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that is kind of how a lot of Christians view God, kind of a harsh, hard, demanding God, rather than a father who was kind toward us. And it just makes it all the more easy for people to try to live by rules, to be legalistic, trying to perform for God rather than living by faith. And so next week, more about this, transitioning from rules, living by rules, to living by grace. Next week, right here on Growing in Grace at growingandgrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.